we have a healthcare system that doesn't care about food, and mm -hmm. we have a food industry that doesn't care about our health. Yes. And that's exactly true. Yep. Like these two are one and the same. We need to be teaching people how to cook, how to eat, what to buy, how to move, how to sleep. These are the things that need to be taught. <laughs> It's Evie here. Welcome to EML Radio, where we are always talking truth. All of those things you need to hear that nobody else is willing to say. Hello, and welcome back to EML Radio. I have the pleasure of being on site at the Institute of Natural Health today with Dr. TJ Williams, close friend of mine, my functional medicine practitioner, and a great friend. We are going to talk a little bit about men's health today, a topic I haven't covered yet that I know a lot of our listeners are going to be happy that we're discussing. Oh, fun and exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about testosterone and the very common occurrence of men having low testosterone. Sure. Some reasons behind the whys of okay. that, and then leave everybody with just some ideas about how they can recognize if they do have low testosterone, what they can do about it, and any takeaways sure. you have for them. That's easy. Cool. Where to begin? Low testosterone is rampant in the country, in men. There's so many guys that have low levels of testosterone, and I'm not just talking about like medical low. Medical range for testosterone out there is from about 200 or 250, kind of depends on the lab that you're going to, up to 1100. That is a wide, wide range for testosterone to be. And a lot of guys are, that's just not where optimal is. Optimal is up around 900 to 1,000, 1,100, sometimes a little more, but most guys hang out in the four, 500 range. So they're half of what they really truly need to be. And so there are a lot of health ramifications for having testosterone not being optimal, right? It's hard to have medically low testosterone. It's easy to have significantly reduced testosterone below optimal ranges that does impact your life. It definitely impacts your life. There are so many things that happen, like testosterone, I just tell people in general, testosterone is the magic hormone that helps our body heal and repair. And without it, we can't heal and repair. Our cells don't communicate the way they're supposed to. We just don't function as men optimally unless our testosterone is off. It's just a rare occurrence that we find a guy that comes to us in our clinic and has low levels of testosterone, less than optimal levels of testosterone, and is perfectly healthy. Those two just don't happen, right? And is there an age range that you're seeing it in, or is it just across the board? <laughs> it's across the board. And I would have told you up until recently, I would have told you, yeah, most of the time, it's by the time guys get to 35, 40, that their testosterone is, is noticeably low. I just had a young man in my office, 24 years old, his testosterone level was in the 200s. And his doctor looked at it and said, well, it's not medically low, so we're just going to leave it alone for a while. Whoa, Jesus, at 24 years at 24 old? years old. It's sad. Like, that's a unique case. All right, I'm throwing a right. unique case out there. Like you don't want to do, have to do testosterone replacement in someone who's 24 because there are downside effects of doing testosterone at that age, but something has to be done to help this kid increase his testosterone levels natural. And so that's what we're doing. We're implementing a bunch of things to help him naturally increase his testosterone levels. You know, we can get to that yeah. before the, before this 
class is over. Yeah. Before this class is over. Yeah, and that actually is a really good lead for me to ask you about the reasons behind you seeing low testosterone. Like, let me give you a background. Sure. When I first started my coaching practice, kind of the thing that put me on the map is that I secured the contract to train our county SWAT team. Yep. Hey, awesome learning experience, right? And especially sure. as a female being in charge of that SWAT team, like... <laughs> Can That's a lot of testosterone. <laughs> There's a lot of testosterone, but actually not a lot of testosterone. Uh, uh, this is the uh. interesting thing about this is they would share with me sure. as their coach that they chronically had low testosterone. So yep. you're looking at guys that someone was like, you know, massively masculine, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. More on the aggressive side, mm-hmm. right? But were under tremendous stress. Mm-hmm. And like long story short, they really never felt like they had a solution mm-hmm. to improving their testosterone. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's outside of my scope as their coach. Right. Other than guiding them through nutritional practices that could improve it as well as lifestyle and stress reducing practices. Yep. But above and beyond that, like, okay, where else do people, what is the other answer? So there's a lot of questions in there. And so I'll start with, I think that we're seeing lower levels of testosterone in men because of multiple things. One, we're exposed to way more toxic chemicals than we ever were before. Every year, there's more and more things out there. We're exposed to way more estrogens than we ever were before. Where would that be coming from? So estrogens, plastics. Oh. Plastics have phytoestrogens um, in them. And so like plastic water bottles, those things leach estrogens into the water, and then we consume that, right? So there's just all these places for that. Our food supply, I mean, you know a lot about food. Our overall food supply for the country is really not that healthy. It's very inflammatory. We eat way more sugar than we should. We eat, I think the average works out to be like a half a pound on average pound, half a pound of sugar per day per person is being consumed. It's alarming numbers. Like the average kid consumes something like 350 grams of sugar per day. Yeah. like And that's in a young kid. That's insanity. And so we're set up for failure. That level of sugar is going to lower your testosterone. Like for instance, like diabetics. Diabetics have high levels of sugar in their blood. They're consuming too much sugar. They just can't control that sugar. There's not a single diabetic walking the planet that has optimal levels of testosterone on their own. Sugar just plummets it. Sugar changes your cortisol, which steals the hormone cascade and how we make it when we're stressed or or increasing our levels of cortisol. The mother hormone is being forced over to make cortisol. We don't even have it to be able to run down our sex hormones to make DHEA and testosterone and things like that. We don't even make it because we're so stressed. Let me stop you there because I want you to really break that down for people because I think that this is an area that people have absolutely no understanding of. The general public has no idea that with elevated levels of cortisol, they will be stealing sex hormones. Sure. I personally didn't understand that process until like probably three years ago after dealing with my own kind of health issues along those lines. Yep. So can you kind of almost just air diagram that out for us? Yes. What happens in that process? Oh, so cortisol, what it is. Cortisol is our stress hormone. It's super easy. So we have cholesterol. Cholesterol gets converted into this substance called pregnenolone. Pregnenolone is the mother hormone. Now imagine that Pregnenolone's going down the road, and then we come to a T intersection, and we have to go left or right. If we go to the right, we make, with that, cord- with that pregnenolone, we make progesterone and then cortisol. And that's it. That's the end of the path. Got it. And then otherwise, we can go left, and on the left side, we can make DHEA, androstenedione, testosterone, and then ultimately estrogen and out the body. But you can't do both. 
Each molecule of pregnenolone has to go one way or another. And if we're under extreme amounts of stress, we will shunt this stuff over to cortisol. Got it. That's the cortisol steal that people have talked about or the cortisol shunt. It, just whoever you're learned from is going to use one of the two words. That's what's going on. Now, is that exactly scientifically, physiologically what's going on? No, it's a little more complex than that. But in a basic understanding, it's going to either make cortisol or it's going over here to make sex hormones. Got it. And so that's what you run into. And when we're under massive amounts of stress, we're going to make cortisol and we're going to have nothing to run down the sex hormone pathway. And I think an area of that is that people that don't understand it is that they have no idea what all those stressors are. Correct. Because we have such a negative connotation towards stress, right? right? As a medical practitioner, you see it. It's like people don't want to admit their stress because they think somehow stress is this negative. Well, stress doesn't have to be negative. There's positive stresses as well, right? True. Have you ever like seen that study where they tested people's like cortisol levels when they went to a funeral versus went to a wedding? It's the same like, cortisol. Same, levels. right? So your body had no idea that stimulus was either a negative or a positive. I found that fascinating. Mm -hmm. But my point in that is that when you just talked about like plastic bottles, there's an environmental stressor. Right. To us. We just think of stress as, oh, in our home or yeah. in our job, in our marriage, with our kids. There's right. so many other stressors. So I talk about stress as everyone perceives stress as the goddess. Got to do this. Got to do that. Got to do something else. Got to get this done. Got to get the kids up. Got to get them to school. Got to get to work. Got to get my work done. Got to get home. Got to get the kids fed. Got to get the kids to their extracurriculars. Got to get the kids back to bed. And then I got to do all of my stuff. Yep. That's what we think of as stress. But what no one really truly thinks of are all the things that are probably more stressful. Things like our body not having enough vitamin D, our body not having enough protein, our body not having enough vitamin C, our body not having enough sleep, our body not having enough water. For day after day, year after year, decade after decade, we're chronically deficient in all of these things that matter. Or we're not eating good quality food right? Stress of inflammation. Correct. That's the stress that gets you because you can tell when you're stressed and you've got to go do things, right? Right. right. Cause you just feel frazzled. Cause you're, right. that's it. Right. You feel frazzled, but no one feels when their blood pressure goes up, but that's a huge indicator of all kinds of things going wrong. And that's just one little example. I mean, the average in the United States for vitamin D is deficient. It's 27. Medical low is 30. So on average, we're deficient and that's just one nutrient. If you're deficient in one, you're deficient in all of them. And so a lot of times just saying, all right, let's get all of these things under control that really can affect by making sure we're eating right, sleeping right, exercising, right? Those are the things that are extremely important. If we can do that, you can make a huge impact on your ability to cope with the goddess because the goddess aren't going away. No, they're not. You still got to get your kids to school. You still got to get them home. Well, or in this whole situation, maybe you've got to teach them, come. right? You got to teach them yourself. <laughs> Just to that. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Luckily, mine aren't old enough yeah. for that yet. But that's the sort of stuff that if you can help with one thing, you can raise your threshold for capacity with the others. And now all of a sudden you realize, oh, I can handle more. I can actually do this. And I don't feel frazzled at the end of the day. It's my thoughts. So when I talk about these SWAT guys, it makes perfect sense. Yes. The job stress that they're under. Yes. They're shift workers, so their sleep is disrupted. They're not on any kind of regular circadian rhythm. Correct. Right? They have oftentimes a lot of marital stress, yep. home life stress. Yep. Right. And then because of their job, they're eating on the go. So they're running through McDonald's or some other fast food. Yep. Right. And they're not eating consistently. They're, they're not, not eating, eating on a schedule. Most likely dehydrated. Yep. 
like, but I have to share with you. So in a lot of my really early studying in nutrition and in just like hormone values and stuff that we looked at panels of high performing athletes. Now these high performing, like early 20 year old males would equally have that low of testosterone Mm -hmm. as these guys that were obviously overweight, visibly overweight and stressed. And someone would look at their outward appearance and say like, how can that actually, how can that even be possible? Mm -hmm. These guys are ripped. A lot of them were CrossFit athletes, Mm -hmm. right? You look at any of those guys, they don't look like they're suffering from low testosterone, right? right? But they are because of different kinds of stresses. Correct. Right? And I think it's important to point that out to people because I talk about it all the time. Like you cannot just look at someone and know what's going on underneath the hood. So I worked a lot with athletes as we talked about earlier and don't compare yourself to an athlete. I tell everyone in the general public, do not ever try to compare yourself to an athlete because professional level athletes, even collegiate athletes are literally, they're physical specimens. Like their physiology works different. They're not the same as you. And when you're not the same as me, cause you competed at that level. I never competed at that level. I was never that good, right? I just wasn't. Even with all the steroids in the world, I'm never going to be big and strong like a lot of these pro athletes are naturally. Right. That's just not who I am. And so like I use that as an example. I say don't compare yourself because when you think about the millions of kids every year that play football and the 650 or so that are actual professional football players, you put it gets put into perspective right. really quick. <laughs> Real quick. It's a very small number that are actually there and those guys are there because they're physiologically different beings. Oh, right. It's just a small separator. Yes. Right? right? There's yes. a lot of people that are really good, and then there's yes. very few that are that good. That are that good. That's exactly right. Don't get hung up on that for yep. the general public. Yep. They're great examples. Right. But for the general public, compare yourself to Bob that lives across the street, right? <laughs> right. Because he's more like you than, it's, than... It's just a good example, though, of that you can take a high-level performer or someone that is under occupational stress, like someone there. in the police department yep. or SWAT team, and you can have a lot of the same things going on right. underneath the hood. And those guys, you know, those professional athletes, they have the best of the best working with them. Right. And they still struggle with things like that. Yep. So... So for men that are listening, how do they, if they haven't had their testosterone tested, like what are indicators? Well, we know for a fact, statistically speaking, they have low testosterone. Sure. Statistically speaking, they have low testosterone. Things that you're looking for to figure out and solidify for themselves to say, yeah, maybe I have some low testosterone. Things like fatigue and inability to sleep, any kind of cardiovascular issue. If your doctor has diagnosed you with a cardiovascular issue, high blood pressure, anything, low cholesterol, high cholesterol, think testosterone. If you have brain fog, think testosterone. If you have gut dysfunction, think testosterone. If you have anything going on at all, think testosterone. Literally, it's that pervasive that it could be something as simple as just needing some help with testosterone. So then supplementation, right? Right. What do they do? So there are a couple of paths. So some guys, they absolutely don't want to do testosterone replacement no matter what. They, for whatever reason, they've got this thing in their brain that they're not going to take testosterone because they're afraid that if they take testosterone that they'll stop their body's natural production. Well, if your body's natural production is not good enough, why are we letting that be a hangup? I have that conversation a lot. It's why I just throw it out there. Yeah. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I throw it out there because it comes up a lot. So there are different things that you can do. If you're younger, 
wanting to have kids, interested in that sort of thing, I would stick with, you know, diet, exercise, and be tested. Like things like cutting sugar can raise testosterone 20%, right? Wow. We just, we're working with a, a young man right now. He's late 30s, pushing 40. When he started with us a couple years ago, he doesn't want to do testosterone just yet. It's not that he's against it. He's just trying to not. We started with him. His testosterone was 461. His testosterone, that was like 18 months ago. His testosterone, when we just checked it last week, 775. Oh, all right. So he's moved himself up there significantly in 18 months. Now that's a lot of hard work. His diet is clean. His supplements are right. Like he doesn't drink lots of alcohol. He barely drinks alcohol at all. All of that stuff matters. And so it can be done, but you've got to make some sacrifices. It's just important. You can't expect 100% of the results and do 10% of the work. Now on the other side, there's testosterone replacement. You can't do testosterone orally. Um, it's very dangerous. So anybody out there that's doing oral testosterone, no deal. find another doctor. Traditionally, there's guys that will do testosterone shots. A lot of times those guys are doing either testosterone cypionate shots or enthanate, one of the two or a combination of the two. Shots are okay. We don't have a lot of guys in our office doing shots. What shots do, most of the time guys are doing two shots a week, sometimes just one, but it raises your testosterone pretty quickly and then it falls off pretty quickly. And so you get this sawtooth up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Get that sustained level. We do bioidentical testosterone pellets in our clinic. What that does is that gets testosterone on board and then it maintains it for five to six months before it starts to tail off and then you put it in again. Got it. Before it starts to tail off and then you can sustain those high levels of testosterone. The benefit of bioidentical pellets, brain health, bone health, breast tissue health. Guys have issue with breast cancers and yeah, things absolutely. like that, just like women. Yeah, things absolutely. Like that, just like women. Brain, bone, breast. Oh, and cardiovascular. Cardiovascular benefits are huge for testosterone replacement. And this is not just TJ talking. This is like, there's research out the wazoo. If you're looking for research, the probably the world's authority, in my opinion, I've read pretty much everything he's ever written is a guy named Dr. Morgan Taylor, M-O-R-G-E-N-T-A-L-E-R, Morgan Taylor. He's brilliant. He's written stuff for Mayo Clinic, and this guy is on it. He talks about the importance of testosterone replacement and how testosterone is actually very beneficial for men. Um, it's not this big, scary thing that a lot of people try to make it out to be, especially if you're using bioidenticals. Um, it can be rather safe in the right hands. Now, as with anything, you, wrong guy doing it for you or helping sure. you out, yeah, of course you can get it way too high and create problems. Yeah. There are things that you have to look out for as with anything, but anyone that for the most part doing bioidenticals, they're gonna be on it. They're gonna be the guy that can help you or gal that can help you work through any issues or see anything that's coming from doing testosterone. I just, we have a lot of people that do it here and it works, it works well gets a lot of people the results that they're after. Now, the thing is being consistent with it. If you start testosterone replacement, it takes quite a while before you start to see the physiologic benefits. I mean, we tell people, if you're going to do testosterone, you've got to dedicate a year to it. Oh, all right. You've got to give yourself time. You may see some benefits quickly, a couple weeks, four weeks, six weeks. You may start seeing some benefits. Because they're feeling better. Right. Right. But you're not going to get the full physiologic effect until you've been on it for a year. Erectile dysfunction typically drives men to get testosterone checked out. Mm -hmm. But erectile dysfunction is one of the last things that happens when a guy's testosterone level is low. Oh, Their risk for prostate cancer, Alzheimer's disease, cardiovascular disease, all-cause mortality, type 2 diabetes, just being fatigued, loss of libido 
heart disease, all of those things happen before you actually lose erectile function from low testosterone. Oh yeah. So guys listening, like really pay attention to that, right? Yeah. So if you're going in to your doctor because of erectile dysfunction and you're simply getting some prescription to fix your erectile dysfunction, listen to what TJ is saying. The laundry list of health issues that will actually end right. your life or prematurely end your life right. supersede all of that. If you're just going for erectile dysfunction, there are so many other things that have gone wrong physiologically in your system. You need to get those fixed first because if you fix that stuff, the erectile dysfunction will likely go away. Well, this is exactly why I pound the pavement on functional medicine, right? Now I'm married to a Western medicine doctor. We won't hold that against you. <laughs> we won't hold it against like, you. Please don't. <laughs> He's a pretty good one. Yeah, and you don't need him unless you're really, really sick, That's right. right? He has a purpose and Western medicine That's doctors right. definitely have their purpose. 100%. But when it comes to looking at your body from a whole unit instead of in isolation, Right. Anytime that we're looking at any system, I don't need to tell you, right? Any system that we're looking at in isolation, we're not actually getting the full picture. Right. Right? So when you go in to see your doctor about erectile dysfunction, he's not asking you about any other functions in your body, no. nor is he actually even trained or skilled in those areas. Right. Right? That is one of the drawbacks of how specialized medicine is right. these days, Western medicine is these days, right. is that we're no longer looking at the body as one functioning unit. Correct. Conventional medicine, Western medicine, they're really, really good at what they're good at. Correct. And they're really not good at all the other stuff. At anything else, right? right? Anything within medicine. And that's not at a fault to them. No. It's, it's how the not system what is. they're trained to do. Like, right. really, you can tell. I can get on a soapbox about this because I'm like, stop right. asking your doctor about shit he or she doesn't know anything about. Right. Right? That's not what they're trained for. Don't right. talk to them about nutrition. They don't know. They get right. whopping like not even one full day of nutrition. I think it's like five hours. Right? right? If you were to ask my husband as a radiologist something about nutrition, he doesn't know. Anything right. he's ever learned has been through me. Right. <laughs> right. This is why you really need to be looking at functional medicine. That's right. Right. That's exactly right. And look at Western medicine as sick care when you are really sick. Yep. Probably going to need one of those guys. And they're very good at that. And you they're very good out of it. Don't call me. Yeah. <laughs> don't call me. <laughs> Get in a car wreck, don't call me. Sorry, I'm not your guy. <laughs> need hormones looked at, need some cardiovascular help, thyroid function, like all that stuff, getting your body where it needs to be, that's my wheelhouse. That's what I do. Well, and it's just so important, especially with like just how overprescribed pharmaceuticals are, right? So then if you're looking, I see them all the time. We have clients that are in our EML program that reach out to me and they're like, Evie, you know, I'm 56 years old, diabetic. I'm on statins. I've got literally a laundry list of other issues, mm -hmm. right? I got back problems. <laughs> and I've got erectile dysfunction. People share that with me. It's sure. their health, right? Sure. But then what's happened is that they're put on a medication for each of those things individually. That's right. And the most I can do for people is go like, well, let's back this up to the very basics. How are you sleeping? Tell me what your diet looks like. Mm -hmm. How much sugar do you consume? Mm -hmm. How much time do you spend surfing the internet? Or how much time do you spend meditating and moving and getting sunshine? Mm -hmm. But above and beyond that, like you need to look at functional medicine. The ease of eating packaged food in this country is mind boggling. When food is vital for life, we have to have it. And we're eating crap. I mean, like where I shop in a grocery store is the meat section and the produce section. 
and I can basically skip all the rest of it. You got it. I might go over into the frozen section because I'm going right. to get some frozen vegetables or yeah. something like Same that. Same here. But everything else, I heard this once. It's not my original idea, but I stole it and I use it a lot. If you're going to a grocery store that has a health food aisle, what in the hell is in the rest of it? <laughs> so good and i've never heard that before you're like no shit right so the rest of it is like the destructive food section yes it's inflammatory adding to the problem we use a lot of examples in my practice here i use a lot of car and house analogies and i talk about people's bodies being like a house and when there's a problem your house is on fire the first thing you've got to do is put the fire out People come to us wanting to basically do the things that would be the equivalent of picking out paint and interior for a house. Like, we've got to put the fire out. Then we've got to clean up the mess. Then we've got to rebuild. Like, that's the sort of stuff that... Go back to the basics, like you just said. Figure out what all is going on. Like, get to a functional medicine practitioner. Find one in your area and just listen to what they have to say. They're not going to steer you wrong. And if there are any of them, most of them are out there are very similar to how we practice. I'm like, this is what you've got going on. These are things that would be important to know. If you want to know them, great. If you don't, that's okay too. My job as a functional medicine practitioner is to empower my patients to take control of their health so they don't have to see me all the time. This is why I'm able to help people from all over the country. They end up here. right? They fly here, they hang out here for a day or two, and then we get them on the right path, we send them back home, they start doing the work, doing the things that they need to do, and things miraculously get better. It's not really that miraculous, it's just doing the things that needed to be done that have have been forgotten or disregarded. And a lot of it anymore is disregarded. Yeah. Like I see it all the time, it's probably my biggest frustration in the mission I'm on. Right. That I can only tell you to do so many things, right? Right, Because we get to a point where if you can't even do the basics, we can't move on any further. Right. right? And a lot of people just don't want to take the responsibility to take care of those. Right. Like it's work, right? It is. But like, what isn't work? Well, the system, like, I think it was Mark Hyman that said it. If he didn't say it, he says it a lot. We have a, a healthcare system that doesn't care about food and we have a food industry that doesn't care about our health. And that's exactly true. Like these two are one and the same. We need to be teaching people how to cook, how to eat, what to buy, how to move, how to sleep. These are the things that need to be taught. You start working on this, we're going to have a lot less low testosterone. Absolutely. At least super low. Yep. It's an easy game. And it's a lot easier to cook a meal of real food than it is to deal with the disease. Correct. Right. Or to have a heart attack. Correct. Or to have prostate cancer. Correct. That shit's real. Or anything else out there. Pick a problem. Yeah. Pick a problem. We have, you know, thyroid issues running rampant, diabetes. Two-thirds of the population is overweight or obese. That's real problems. Just saying. That can be fixed so easily. Easily be fixed. Right. Easily be fixed. You just have to be willing to put in the work. That's right. Yay. Cool. This answered so many questions. This is going to help a lot of people. I hope so. Awesome. Thank you. Can you tell us where people can find you? Um, sure. So if you want more information about us, the Institute of Natural Health, our website is inhstl.com. Just go there, shoot us an email. I'll answer it. I'm typically the one that answers an email. So if you send an email in asking a question, I'm typically the one that answers. So be happy to. Okay. And I need to get the link to the clinic up on my website as sure. well so that people can easily just one go right to your find you there. Here we are. Perfect. Thanks, awesome. bud. Appreciate it. Yay. Right. Easy peasy. Peasy.